0: Well, thanks for joining us for another edition of the Retirement Toolbox with Scott Searles. I'm Walter Storhold. So excited to chat with you today because we have a great show on the way as we're going to be talking about the financial gridiron. This is going to be a lot of fun as uh, we really dive into what you need to know about financial planning, retirement, and uh, kind of relating it all into that Uh, that that nfl that football world this is the money gridiron and uh, we're gonna see what money teaches us about uh, what football teaches us about retirement planning scott can't wait to get this started with you how you been my friend
1: i've been doing well and you know you mentioned relating it to the nfl and you know being a browns fan i think i'd rather relate it to college football being an ohio state buckeye fan because that is uh, true yeah yeah it'd be it'll be more uplifting because uh you know, the, the never-ending torment of being a Browns fan. You know, the Buckeyes, you know, they're always in there. They're always mentioned. They're always in the conversation. And, uh, you know, it's uh, it's still football, so it should work, right?
0: They have looked amazing this year compared to the Browns, for sure. And um, so I think when we initially came up with this idea, it was with that Browns tie-in in mind. But, yeah, let's shift and, and go Buckeyes direction. We'll,
1: we'll do Buckeyes, yeah. You know, and uh, it's... Uh, I think I think it'll make for a much more uplifting and fun podcast.
0: Let's do that. I like it. Yes. I like it. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, this time of year, of course, you can find football on TV almost every night of the week and then even on Friday nights you can, you know, go out and check out local high school football. So, no matter what your variety is, whether it's NFL, high school, college, or even pee-wee football, it doesn't really matter. Uh, the concepts of the game do have several applications to good retirement planning foundations and uh, concepts. And so this will be a lot of fun to work through each of these. So let's Absolutely. start off, Scott, with the red zone. In football, Ooh. we know that's the last 20 yards before you get into the end zone, which scores you points for those who you know don't watch much football. Uh, mistakes are really costly in that area of the field, and so it's important that you make the right decisions on the gridiron. What do you think about the financial connection
1: there? Yeah, no, that's absolutely very true because in retirement planning, when, when you're getting ready to retire, that red zone's probably your last five to 10 years before you retire. So it's at that point in time when you can really, really make some mistakes uh, I guess relating it back to the Browns, <laughs> you know, the Browns make a lot of mistakes in the red zone, right?
0: Um, uh, yeah. But c- c- and, it, and it, compared to Ohio State, I just looked up the stats, uh, Scott. They are tied for first in the country in red zone offense, red zone efficiency. So you
1: see, go. see. So the if the Buckeyes were retiring, they would have a much better chance of retiring because they wouldn't be making those mistakes in the red zone, and the Browns. They may never retire. Uh, so I think. <laughs> Which is we, just
0: sad. That's just terrible.
1: When we look at, when we correlate this to retirement planning, you know, when you're getting close to that five to 10 years to retirement, one of the things that we start doing with our clients is we start preparing and creating buckets and making sure our money's ready because in the portfolios are adjusted correctly because you don't want to be five years to retirement and you have another 2008 happen because it will take you five years to get back to where you were. So that could cause you to delay your retirement or maybe reduce the amount that you take in retirement. So when you get close to that red zone, all the mistakes you made will be amplified. And it's very, very important that you are careful and very strategic in the red zone for sure.
0: I, I looked it up, uh, at least currently, the Browns not doing too bad in terms of red zone touchdowns. They were 12th in the league, but certainly in the past has been an even bigger problem. So,
1: Right, and and we do have Nick Chubb. Yeah, so, so that helps, helps you guys out a little bit. Yes, if they would just give him the ball more, we'd be good.
0: Certainly not as good as Ohio State, who, by the way, has 100% perfect efficiency in the red zone, at least so far this season, at the time of us recording this episode. So that's pretty Amazing. impressive. Yeah. It is amazing. Pretty cool. All right, so that's the red zone, good financial and retirement planning connection there, of course. Limit those mistakes the closer you get to retirement. All right, in football, you have this concept of the hurry-up offense, where if you're behind in the fourth quarter, you have a specific game plan that you follow. It's called the hurry-up offense, or you'll hear it maybe called the two-minute offense or something like that, where you try and create as many chances as you can. You go faster. You're trying to catch up to score points right at the end of the game to either tie it or maybe take the lead right at the finish so that you can win is there such a thing as a hurry up offense in retirement planning
1: there is but it doesn't necessarily always work out very well you Mm -hmm. you don't want to get yourself in a position where you need to use your hurry up offense because a lot of the times in retirement planning if people are behind in their savings when they're getting closer to retirement they're going to have a tendency to take more risks you know just like the browns in our hurry up you where you, know, you can easily throw an interception, right? You you're, can easily fumble. When you're trying to make things happen and force things, that's when mistakes happen. So in retirement planning, if you're trying to take a little bit more risk in your portfolio saying, boy, I gotta try to get caught up. I gotta try to get ahead here. And when you do that, that's when mistakes are happening. So the key here is to get yourself in a position where you don't need to use the hurry up offense it may work in in retirement planning. Your chances are less that it works than simply just preparing ahead of time and getting yourself in a spot where you don't need to use that hurry-up offense.
0: Yeah, really is the same in both football and retirement planning. I think if you asked any coach, right, they they wouldn't want to use the hurry-up offense. It just has to end up being the default if you're trailing in behind. But, boy, a lot of games don't end with that hurry-up offense being successful. It ends in an interception or a fumble. Mistakes, just like we talked about the red zone, get heightened during that hurry-up offense, which makes sense in anything in life when you're rushing, right, and taking more chances, you have more opportunities for things
1: to go wrong. I mean, you can use an analogy, even out of football, if you're running late for a meeting and you're driving fast and rolling through stop signs. And my wife has a tendency to tell me all the time when we're in a hurry that I'm driving too fast. And she says, if you get a ticket, we'll really be late. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's the same type of thing, right? It is.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, you're more likely to get a ticket, get in an accident, all sorts of other things could go wrong. So try not to hurry up if you can avoid it. So there are options for you. So don't, you know, full on panic if you have to use the hurry up offense, but don't default to it. That's a very good lesson. All right, also in football, speaking of uh, winning and victory, there is a thing called the victory formation. This is maybe the sweetest words that any coach can hear off of a broadcaster's lips. Uh, Basically, when you have the win within your grasp and the other team can't stop the clock, all you need to really do is just kneel the ball down, just don't fumble it, don't mess up. And so what they do is they line up in this victory formation they have guys protecting way back behind where the ball is just in case there's a mistake. They can pounce on it, cover it, prevent the other team from scoring. But for the most part, it's a formation that you just get into that's max protection. You take a knee. You run out the clock. You don't worry about gaining any more yards, and the game is over, and you win. Mm-hmm. What does a victory formation look like in retirement planning?
1: Well, in retirement planning, it's basically meaning that you've been able to reach your goals, you've made enough money, you've saved enough money, and now the goal switches to making sure you don't lose the money. When you're preparing for retirement, you're in that accumulation mode, you're trying to grow, you're trying to score points, as in football, you're trying to continue to grow and get more and more and more, and then there reaches that point, though, where you have enough points or you have enough money and you don't need to accumulate more that's when you go into victory formation. So in retirement planning, it's making sure your portfolio is protected. It's conservative. You're just making sure you don't lose money. Maybe you start to look at at maybe passing money on to the next generation. How is everything set up that way so that you know that you're going, you've already been successful and able to fund your retirement. Now you just got to make sure you don't lose it.
0: Don't lose it. That is the key. That's the victory formation. Uh, When it's within your grasp, hold on to it. All right, last but not least, Scott, one more uh, retirement planning and football money gridiron connection here. Good coaches certainly make a difference. In football, some teams never find success. They're constantly firing a coach every three to four years. But the successful teams seem to find a good coach, keep them around for a long time, and they end up winning a lot of games. And uh, that, I can imagine, translates very nicely to retirement planning.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, And you know what? You just look at the NFL and the difference between good and bad coaches and how successful their teams are. In retirement planning, it's the same thing. A lot of people try to do it themselves without a coach. Can you imagine that in football? There's nobody organizing anything, nobody drawing up the planes, nobody scouting the other team. Uh, In retirement planning, it's important to have a coach because there are laws that are always changing. The markets, the economy, situations change, taxes change, all these things. You need somebody to develop that strategy or that game plan for you. As you start to to move into that second phase of your retirement. And a lot of people too will have a coach for years and years and years that simply is just not working out for them. They're not winning any games. And you know, that's an you know another reason why you need to look at maybe getting somebody else. So in financial planning, it's the same thing. You you may work with an advisor, he's a nice guy or, or woman, and you, you like him, but boy, you just You're not having there's no tax strategy in place they haven't looked at estate planning your portfolio is just really volatile and it concerns you maybe it's time to get a new coach because you want to win uh and in retirement planning you you can't go back when you get to retirement you can't go back and say you know mulligan redo like in golf uh well at least when i play with my buddies uh you know, De- that's... Depending on how strict your friends are. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, that you can't go back. So you need to make sure you have that right coach leading you to and once you're in retirement.
0: Well, it's a great point, Scott. Makes a lot of sense. And you're right. Coaching can make all the difference. And it doesn't just mean find a coach who has the longevity either. I mean, you look at... Sometimes you do need to make a change. Uh, like the Giants, mm-hmm. at least, again, at the time that we're recording the show today, they're on a tear right now and they look like a terrible team the last couple of years. Switch to a new coach, even though a ton of other stuff hasn't changed, just new mentality, new attitude, new approach, new strategies, and boom, they are kind of the talk of the league all of the sudden, and and um, mm-hmm. and having and looking good doing it and having fun doing it too, and it's kind of like that with planning as well. You may have a, an advisor who's not really a comprehensive advisor, or maybe not designed to help get you to retirement. Maybe it's just the fact that sometimes a coach isn't a great fit either. It doesn't necessarily mm-hmm. mean you had a bad coach, uh, but then when you find that good fit, it can make all the difference. So be on the lookout for those opportunities as well. All good Absolutely. reminders that if you have any questions about financial planning, reach out to Scott Searles here on the Retirement Toolbox. He, of course, is the president of Skybox Financial Group, serving you in the greater Cleveland area and in Bradenton, Florida. If you've got questions, you can give them a call at 888 742 That's 888 742 You can also go to skyboxfinancialgroup.com. Lots of great resources for you on the website. That's skyboxfinancialgroup.com. Or schedule a free consultation directly with scott at talktoscott.com that's talktoscott.com and we're going to put all of that contact information in the description of today's show so you can find it nice and easy all right coming up on today's show we still got to get to a great question from wendy so stay tuned for that and uh, we're going to get to know scott a little bit better coming up in just a second It's getting to know you time. All right, time to get to know Scott Searles. And Scott, here is my question for you on today's episode. What would be more valuable to you? The ability to see 10 minutes into the future or
1: 150 years into the future? Wow. Well, now, Walter, I need some clarification on this. Okay. okay. So that the ability at any point in time, I could just look 10 minutes into the future and then or is this like a one time thing where today I look ten minutes of future i 'm still doing the podcast great probably clarification,
0: not very- great clarification okay so here's here's i 'll put these boundaries around it okay the, the ten minutes one is for the rest of your life okay so for the rest of your life, you can see ten minutes into the future whenever you want to. the one hundred fifty years into the future. To me, like, okay, I, I would just say that's a one time thing. Okay. Or maybe once a year you can check in and see. I mean, it doesn't make much sense every 10 minutes to look into 150 years into the future.
1: You know what I mean? So, right. Yeah. 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 So
0: call that a one time thing or an occasional thing.
1: Well, you know what? Obviously, looking 150 years into the future would be amazing, right? I mean, the technology and, and how people are living. I mean, just think about 150 years ago, how, you know, how, everything has changed since then so that would certainly be amazing but i think from a practicality standpoint being able to see 10 minutes into the future whenever i want would become much 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 more useful uh for a lot of different reasons i mean you could you could uh you know if you're you know running late for something you could you know see if you're gonna make it or do you need to adjust and change things uh you could
0: see if you, if you were gonna run that red light that uh you know you were talking about earlier on in the
1: show right right you could see where the cop is and and up up ahead That's right. uh but or you you know you could you could use it i mean obviously for you know, if you're sitting there watching a football game, you can figure out who's going to win the football game before it's over. And you can sit there and tell your buddies, hey, I think it's going to run right.
0: You know, You'd be the, a Jeopardy champion, that's for sure.
1: You would. You would. But, you know, it, it, so I would, I think I'd go with the 10-minute thing if I could do it whenever I wanted.
0: I, I will disagree with you. I, I will say I would take the 150 is what I would do. I'd take the 150 years. Because I feel like the 10-minute thing would get really stressful and would really start, like, dominating my life, always wanting to look ahead 10 minutes and constantly tinkering and changing things and all that sort of stuff.
1: That's true. I feel like that would
0: get tedious. Whereas if I could look 150 years into the future, all you'd really have to do is be like, oh, is Facebook still around? Cool. I'll invest in that. And what other company? Oh, Tesla is now, you know. Uh, is big, you know, bigger than Amazon, or you know, runs the Elon runs the world, and somehow figured out cryogenics and still lives, you know, something crazy like that. Like, right, right, you know, you'd be able to figure out the inv- what to invest in, and uh, you know, kind of what direction the world's going in a little bit, and then you could adjust accordingly. But it wouldn't like constantly be something you're having to fine tune. Maybe I don't know. That's where I would go with it.
1: Yeah, no, I get it. I get. It. I totally see how it'd be like. Kind of, you'd always want to be doing it. Uh, both have their merits there would be a grass
0: is greener on the other side thing too where sometimes you'd sit there going I really wish I could see 150 years in the future and there'd be times where I'd be going man it'd be nice to have been able to see that coming 10 minutes down the pike
1: right right yep
0: exactly so cool Uh, fun to dream about those kinds of things All right, more coming up on the show and now in fact we're going to answer one of your questions we got a good one from Wendy this week It's time for the mailbag. We want to hear from you. All right, so here is Wendy's question. By the way, you can submit questions at skyboxfinancialgroup.com. Wendy says, Scott, our 401k plan at work now has a Roth option available
1: for future contributions. Should I take advantage of that? You know, Wendy, this is a great question, and it's something that's close to my heart because I am a big fan of generating tax-free income for you later on in your retirement. So if your 401k has a Roth option, you should certainly take a look at contributing to that. Now, everybody's situation is different. I say that all the time on the show on whether you should put all of your money into Roth or or a portion into the regular pre-tax bucket. But one thing to keep in mind, if you do, let's say you're putting 5% in in into the normal pre-tax bucket now and you switch it to Roth, that your paycheck will go down slightly because now you're gonna have to pay taxes on the money you contribute to the Roth. So it will drop your paycheck just slightly because there'll be a little bit more taxes in there, but usually not anything that affects anybody's life. But the Roth option is going to continue to grow tax-free. And then when you get to retirement, you're going to be able to take all that money out and not have to pay taxes on it. So I think the Roth IRA is a, I mean, the Roth 401k is an awesome option for most people. Uh, you should definitely contact your advisor, give me a call, and you know we can see if it works good for you. The other thing too to remember is that there's higher contribution options in the Roth 401k plan as opposed to a regular Roth IRA. So a lot of advantages there. And, um, you know, definitely give me a call. I can see if that works for you. It's a really
0: good question. Thank you for sending that one in to us, Wendy. And yeah, 401ks, 403bs, all these kinds of plans that have these extra Roth options are generators of lots of questions. Uh, Scott, I would imagine this is up there on the list of, of popularity when it comes to the kinds of questions that you're getting on a, a daily basis.
1: Absolutely, because most people are, are pretty convinced that they think tax rates are going to be going up in the future. We've got low you know, historically low tax rates right now. And the government's spending a lot of money owes a lot of money. And eventually most people believe those taxes are going to be going up. So would you rather pay taxes now on your money and then let it grow tax free and then not have to worry about paying it in the future? Or would you rather not pay taxes now? Let just keep deferring those taxes and then pay later on a larger amount of money at possibly higher tax rates. So
0: a lot of decision-making for folks to make in that regard, and that's why it's so helpful to have that coach, that person who can help guide you through those decisions. Uh, here on this show, that is Scott Searles, and if you'd like to talk to Scott about your financial plan, your financial future, retirement, how it all fits together, and how you can get comprehensive guidance and also a customized plan for the future, reach out to Scott, and you can talk just about that. You can ask questions just like Wendy did here on the show but very specifically about your situation Uh, go to talktoscott.com and you can schedule a free consultation that's talktoscott.com or you can contact scott in a numerous other amounts of ways Uh, just check the description of today's show and we'll put all the contact info in there for you but easiest way to do it is go to talktoscott.com and schedule that time to visit from your smartphone or computer well scott thanks for talking a little football a little retirement planning today i enjoyed this one and uh, we'll do it again next time
1: You got it, Walter.
0: Always fun. All right, sounds good. Thanks, Scott. Uh, For Scott and Walter, we'll see you next time right back here on the Retirement Toolbox. Go, podcast. Investment advisory services provided by Skybox Asset Management, LLC.